like to welcome everyone this morning to Spirit and Life International Ministries. Amen. Thank God for all of you. Here where we are building believers according to their true identity and purpose in Christ. Amen. Glory to God. I'd like to thank and welcome everyone who's joining us this morning by way of our teleconference line, by way of our podcast through the website, www.sim.church. Amen. Glory to God. I thank God for all of you. Amen. Amen. Let us stand to our feet for the reading of the word this morning. Amen. Glory to God. Our reading scripture this morning, a scripture reading will come from Matthew 5, verse 14. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. I'm going to get straight into the word this morning. Amen. God gave me a word that we're going to have to peel back a few scriptures this morning. Amen. I hope you don't mind. Amen. I can't teach and preach you the word without showing you the word. You should want to see the word for yourself. Amen. I won't be one of the pastors trying to put a wool over your eye and twist the word up, make it rhyme and sound good without giving you the truth. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Matthew 5, verse 14. When you get that, let me hear you say amen. Glory to God. And the word of God said, it said, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. But it only candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Glory to God. The title of my message this morning is, Are You Shining Yet? Amen. Glory to God. Are You Shining Yet? Amen. Now, God, through His Word, group of questions to you. Because these group of questions glory to God may determine your your, your focus and, and your outcome in life. Amen? I want to ask you these group of questions because God is saying something with this scripture that, that, that we just heard this morning. Amen? It's a group of questions. I want you to answer them within yourself. Amen. If you don't have to be honest with me, but at least be honest with yourself. Amen. What governs your life? What is the standard that gives direction and guidance in your life? Where do your morals and character come from? What and who is responsible for your development as an individual? What is the thing that you measure and weigh your life against? What determines your success or failure? What is the thing that that if your life doesn't match its standard, you are willing to make the necessary adjustments and changes to meet the standard in Excel. What is your reality? Amen. Just answer it within yourself. 
Every life needs some type of accountability. A life without any type of account- accountability is a life that is running wild and doing anything that it wants to do. It has no morals. It will do anything it wants to do in order to fulfill what it wants to do. In order for it to do whatever it desires to do. Amen. But every life needs a standard, a, a, a grade scale, a thing that determines its success or failure, a thing that determines that, okay, this is not right. I need to change it. What is the decision factor in your life? What is the thing that causes you to say, okay, I can't do this here? This doesn't line up with the way that I'm designed, so I need to correct this in order that I may be successful in the thing or this life that I'm called to live. What is your reality? Amen. I spoke up some time back that saying that in school they have a thing called a grading scale. Amen. Then I remember in high school, I believe it was like 195 or what was it? A plus or something like that. 95 to 90, I may be a little off, but like an A minus or a B. But, but you had a scale when I got to college, the scale kind of enlarged a little bit. I think it was in the 10% scale. Amen. So in college, they had a little more leniency that what would have been a B in high school might be a low A. But the thing is that I was on a different scale, so I had to measure myself and the correction I need to make in order to be an honorable student had to be different from what I was in high school because I was measured by a different scale. Amen. Amen. What measures your life? Is what I'm asking. You know, I can't measure height by pounds, and I, I, I can't make, measure weight by meters, but what is the thing that shows me the reality of my life? Amen. Turn with me. I'm going to read this scripture out of, out of two translations. Amen. I, I prayed to God on the delivery of this message last night, and he said, break down the word for you. We're going to flip a few scriptures. We're going to turn to a few scriptures. But every scripture I show you will point to you on the way God sees you. Amen. 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3 and 16. When you get there, let me hear you say amen. I'm going to start reading from the King James. Amen. 2 Timothy 3 and 16. When you get there, let me hear you say amen. 2 Timothy 3 and 16. Amen. Are we all there? Amen. Now look what it says. Amen. It says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The scripture that is inspired by God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, 
for instruction in righteousness. That's telling me in that scripture when my life is not lined up to what the words say, my correction comes from scripture. Amen. Now, now we're going to read it from the Amplified Version. I mean, if you have it on your phone, you can get to it. If not, I'm going to read it loud and boldly. Amen. amen. If everyone is that me, you can say amen. If you can get to the Amplified, if not, I'll read it to you. But I'm showing to you your life scale. Amen. The thing that measures your life. It says, all scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration. And it's profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage, so that the man of God may be complete and proficient are fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. Amen. So, it's telling me when my life is out of line, the thing that I need to go to to get it back in line has to come from Scripture. The Word is the thing that should govern our life. The Word should be the standard that gives direction and guidance in our life. My morals and character must come from the word. The word is what and who is responsible for my development as an individual. The word is the thing that I measure and weigh my life against. The word is the thing that determines my success and failure. The word is the thing that if my life don't match its standards, I need to make the necessary adjustments and changes to meet its standards and excel. It's the word that has to become my reality. The word governs our walk. There's nothing else that has the ability to govern our life. The word of God has to become our accountability partner. Amen. With that being said, I had to get that out of the way in order to get into this message I have for you. So you'll know what the word says about you is for you. Amen. Amen. That this is not nothing just to make us happy. This is just not nothing that was going on in God's time. That this word is for the government of our lives now. Amen. Amen. Now back to the scripture we read. It says that ye are the light of the world. That's what our life governing scale says about us. It says that ye are the light of the world, and a city that is on a hill cannot be hid. Now, more than 60 to 75% of lights are placed in high places. Amen. I've never been in a place, a normal place, where the majority of the lights were on the floor. Amen. But lights are always on a wall, majority of the time, or on a ceiling in a normal environment that needs light. Amen. 
So what God is saying in this scripture that ye are the light of the world and a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. He said that you are the thing that illuminates the world and I position you in a high place because of you are light. He said that neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but they put it on a candle stick so that the candle can sit up and illuminate the thing that is supposed to illuminate. Amen. Amen. And it gives light to all that are in the house. But then it turns around and tells you, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's good right there. So you telling me when my light don't shine, I can't show good works, and people ain't gonna look at my light and see and glorify the God which is in heaven. So what I do here reflects who He is. That the light that I am now shines on Him. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. This word light. Comes from the Greek word "phos." Amen. Spelled P-H-O-S, but pronounced pronunciation spelled F-O-C-E. Say pronunciation spelled. Amen. It's actually spelled P-H-O-S, but when they break down the pronunciation of it, it's F-O-C-E, so you can know it's say "phos." Amen. Give you two quick definitions on light. That which is exposed to the view of all, openly, publicly. That which is exposed to the view of all, openly, publicly. You know how people say, man, let me shed light on this subject for you. They about to give you an open view of what's going on, openly, publicly. Or you hear people say, man, I was a little confused about that thing until I saw it on the news. They shed a little light on it. Now I see what I, I see exactly what they were trying to do. Amen. Mm -hmm. But God said, "You are the light." Amen. Second definition is the ability to make manifest, bring it to the light. You know, so let's, let, man, let's bring it to the light, man. You know, let, let's let's see let's see for what it really is. God said, "You are the light of the world." See, the world is looking to you to see who God really is. Amen. Amen. The world is looking to you to see who God really is. See, when you're not shining yet, God is not being presented to them. Amen. Tell me to John 1. One and nine. I mean one. No, John one and one. John one and one. We're going to go up to verse nine in that scripture. John one and one. When you get that, let me hear you say amen. I like it when it's quiet. Amen. Let the word do the work. Amen. amen. You know you're getting this. John one and one. Everybody there? Amen. Look what the word says. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. 
Now there was a word in the beginning, a word that was with God, and a word that was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. So there are two things in the beginning, and they're both like alike in every way. According to the scripture, amen. Verse 4, 3. Said, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Now this is what I'm getting at, verse 4. It says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him was life, and the light was the light of me. Wait. So, God over in Matthew said that ye are the light of the world. Amen. But in this scripture in John, amen, it says that in him was life. And the light was the light of me, meaning mankind. Amen. So, according to scripture, the light that Jesus is must be the light that we are. Amen. The light that Jesus is has to be the light that we are. Because it's saying that in him was life, and the light was the light of me. And then over in Matthew 5, it says that we are the light of the world. So obviously, I can't be the light of the world if I'm apart from his light. I need his light to be my light in order for me to be the light of the world. And look what it says. It says, and the light shineth in darkness. In the darkness comprehended it not. Then it said there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, capital L, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, capital L, but was sent to bear witness of that light, capital L, that was the true light, Capital L, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So his light is our light. So the light that we have to let shine is the light that Jesus gave to us upon salvation. See, I can't claim to be a child of God and hide my light in the world. Amen. I have to let it shine. See, me shining glorifies God. Me not shining hinders the world from seeing God. So the key for us should be to find out or better yet get knowledge of the light that Jesus is. Because that is the light that we are to the world. Have you been shining yet? What light have you been showing the world? What does your light present to the world? What type of light have you been to the world? See, if the key is for us to find out the type of light Jesus was, 
Because that life is the thing that determines our life. Amen. Turn with me to Hebrews 1. I'm going to read it from the King James and the Amplified. I got to give it to you that way. If y'all don't mind peeling back a few scriptures. Amen. Hebrews 1 and 1. Glory to God. When you get that in the heat, say amen. Amen. Are you shining yet? Look what it says. It says, God, who had sun-dry times and in divers' manners, speak in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, had in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Look what it says in verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and opposing all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. I'm going to stop there. But look what it said. Who being the brightness of his glory. Brightness. Light is bright. And it said, and the express image of his person. Upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins and sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Jesus was the express image of God during his early ministry. He was the word that became flesh. He was the brightness of the Father's glory. Amen. He was the light of life. Now I'm going to read it in the Amplified. I'm going to read just verse 3. It says, the Son, speaking of Jesus, is the radiance, only expression of the glory of our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light being the brilliant light of the divine, and the exact representation and perfect imprint of his Father's essence, and upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe, by his powerful word, carrying the universe along to his predetermined goal. Light. Jesus was the light of life. The light of life. So, if Jesus' life was the light of life. Amen. That he was the express image of the Father. And if he's the light that lighted all men, amen, then that light that he has of the Father has the same light he presented us from the Father, then obviously we must be the express image of the Father as well. Are you with me? See, Jesus doing his earthly ministry, Jesus' life always pointed to the Father, giving him glory. But the word says that that life is the life that we are. 
You with? So, if that light is the light that we are, amen, then our light should always point unto the Father. There should be no separation from the light that he displayed than from the light that we are. In order for us to be a proper light according to what the word says. See, the light he displayed in scripture is the light that we are. As a child of God, I must have the ability and means to put this light on display. The same type of son that he is is the same type of son that I am. So the same type of life he has is the same type of life I have. I can't be light apart from his life. Amen. Amen. Romans 8 29. I'm going to quote it. You don't have to turn to it. It says, For whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Conform. That means fashion behind. Design after the image of the son. So if I'm a design and fashion after his image, that means I have to have the light. But why am I conformed to this image? It says so he could be the firstborn among many brethren. The light in the big brother has to be the same light in the other brother. Because they both share one father. The same bank's life that produced Brian Banks as a son is the same bank's life that produced Don Banks Jr. as a son. So if this Don Banks senior life is like, then Don Banks Jr. life is like, then Brian Banks life is like, because the same light producing life from the father extends to the son. The thing is, Jesus showed his. Are you shining with yours? Amen. Amen. Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2. I'm moving along. Might be a quick word today. Get back to our regular scheduled program. Hebrews 2, verse 9. When you get that, let me hear you say amen. Amen. Look what it says. It says, but we see Jesus. And look what they say. The author of Hebrew, when he saw Jesus. Who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things and bringing many sons. Many sons. It said for bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Look what verse 11 says. It said for both he that sanctified Jesus and they who are sanctified us are all one for which cause he's not ashamed to call them brother. 
It says, he that sanctified, who did the sanctifying was Jesus, and those who are sanctified are us, are one. Now I don't know what you, your definition of one, but one means sin. Amen. When I say me and you are one, that means there's no separation in us. When I say me and you are one, that means we are coming to unity. Amen. That means whatever you is, I am. And whatever I am, you are. So we share life now when we become one. So the same life the sanctified has, the sanctified now has. Amen. Glory to God. Turn with me. John 5. I know we're turning, but I'm walking to a place that we need to be. John 5. So, if I share this life now that Jesus has, then I need to come to the knowledge of what life Jesus has. Amen. Because this life that he has has to be the life that I have in order for me to be the life of the world. Amen. So what type of life Jesus portrayed in there? John 5, verse 14. Now, I'm going to bring you up to speed. This was after they had a bunch of, they used to have a bunch of sick and impotent folk with disease and lame, couldn't walk, lay by this pool. And God would send an angel every now and then to stir up the water. And the first one get to the pool, get in. Amen. So Jesus comes down in the temple, being Jesus, shining with the light that he had. See the man, Bible, can't walk. I'm going to sum it up my way. Jesus said, you ready to be here and walk? The man said, yeah, but every time the water's shaking up, somebody always beat me to it to get here. Jesus was trying to hear that. Jesus walked by, told him, take up your bed and walk. Man, took up his bed, took up walk. Couldn't walk his whole life. He had been laid that 38 years, that's what the Bible said. Now I'm 41. He's been there since I was three. That's a long time. But anyway, the man had it. Now the people who saw him lame for 38 years see him walking and asked him, who told you to take up your bed and walk? Now they wasn't happy the man with me. Now I saw a man who been lame 38 years and all of a sudden he's walking. I'm going to praise with him. But these religious people was upset. Want to know how he's walking on the Sabbath. Yeah, I see. Well, who told you to get your to do that on the Sunday? That was their mind. They were so religiously into the law and into their ways. They weren't worried about that God made a man whole. They were worried about how it was done against the law. Amen. But anyway, the dad said, well, who did this for you? He said, I don't remember his name. Amen. He said, I don't remember his name. And, and, and then if you look in verse 14, it says afterwards. Amen. Say Jesus finding him in the temple. See, he didn't know who did it. Because Jesus had walked away after he done. Jesus told him, take me to bed and walk. And Jesus kept going by the bed. But he said, afterwards, Jesus finding him in the temple. And said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon thee. 
See, then the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. Now look at this. It said, therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. That's why they wanted to kill him at first. But it get deeper. But Jesus answered them, the Jews, he said, my father worked his or two, I work too. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath but said also that God was his father making himself equal with God. See, a thing is always 100% of the thing that it comes from. Since he is my father, I am 100% percent thanks by blood. But how many of us are running around saying God is our father? I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. I'm a son of the Most High. But yet, <laughs> we don't claim to have the life that God has. Amen. See, you can't be a child of God and don't possess the life of God and then not be a life of God in your Are you shining yet? Amen. Just for him saying God was his father automatically make his life equal with God's life. The offspring of a frog is 100% of a, a frog. The offspring of a cow is 100% of a cow. So him saying God is his father make him 100% God. Amen. But when you see and say, oh God, I'm I'm a child of God. But you don't see yourself 100% of what God is. But in creation, he said, I created you in my image and after my likeness. He never spoke against that word again. He never went back and said, okay, you're not really that. Amen. He never changed that. At all. But anyway, we're going to move on. He said that, then after Jesus said to him, Very, very, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he see the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Glory to God. Jesus' life always pointed to God. He never did something just because he wanted to do it. See, Jesus ain't had time to come down and get caught up with what the world He didn't have time to come up and get caught up with what they said. He didn't have time to get caught up about who was what they were doing over there, or what they were doing over here, or what was going on over there. All he came to do was the will of the one who sent him. That light he possessed had to shine. Are you shining yet? See, glory to God. We're going to skip down to verse 26. Look what it says. Same, same, same chapter. Five verse. Look what it says. For as the Father had life in himself, so had he given to the Son to have life in himself. So he said the same life of the Father is in the Son. 
So if I claim to be a child of God, I must possess that same sin. If you possess it. Are you playing? Are you shining it? Why is it so hard for us to say we have the God life if God is our Father? Why is it so hard for us to say we have the God life or we're the God kind of if we were created this way? See, what we have done, we have made the life the enemy gave us from the fallen man and become attached to that and made that our reality until now we've become saved and we still don't want to claim the new life we have become. Are you shining yet? See, Jesus totally displayed a life that was devoted to fulfilling the will of his Father. This life is the life that we are. A life of total devotion to the Father is the life that is the life that we are. As a son or a child of God, the Father's will has to be displayed through the life we live. I repeat that. As children of God, the Father's will has to be displayed through the life we live. We can't have our own will. We didn't come here to do our own thing. God's will has to become our will the moment we become a child of God. Jesus never did what he wanted to do. He always did what he saw his father do. Amen. Whatever his father did is the thing that he did. Turn with me to John 6. We're going to stay in John. That's how I'm just going to walk through John until we close. We're going to have to turn to no other chapter. John 6 and 37. Six and thirty-seven. Jesus lived a life that was truly in line with the will of God. And for us to be sons of God, we have to live that same type of life in order for us to be the light of the world. Amen. Look at verse 37 says, chapter 6 of John. All the, that the Father gives me should come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven to do whatever I want. I came down from heaven to chill and do the things the world is doing. I came down from heaven to do what they do. No, it says, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Amen. Amen. It don't stop there. John 7. John 7. Verse 16. Everybody read? Look what he said. Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine. So that means he wasn't preaching what he wanted to preach. But it's his that sent me. If any man would do his will, he should know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He that speaketh of himself, seeketh his own glory. But he that seeketh his glory, that seek him, 
the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. He never did what he wanted to do. John 12. Twelve and forty-nine. The plot goes thick. Amen. Is everyone there? Amen. Look what it says. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, He gave me the command. He told me what to say, what I should say, and what I should speak. The Father gave me the command. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father says to me, so I speak. He ain't saying anything. His life was to, totally devoted to the will of the Father. That very life is the life that I am. So if my life is not totally devoted to the will of the Father, like his life was totally devoted to the will of the Father, then I am not being the light that the world needs. Amen. It goes on, Johnny. John 8 and 12. When you get that at me, you say amen. Now this is interesting. Now Jesus is showing his life that is totally devoted to the will of the Father. And that light is the light that we are. Amen? Amen. But look what it says in John 8 and 12. Everybody there? Amen. It says, Then spake Jesus again until them said, I am the light of the world. He that follow me should not walk in darkness, but should have the light of life. He is the light that lighteth all men. He is the light of the world. He that followed him should not walk in darkness, but should have the light of life. So the same light producing, light producing light that he is, is the same light producing life I have become as a child of God. There's no separation in the light we both possess. The same spirit that came on him as a dove down in Matthew, the same spirit that raised him from the dead now lives in the same spirit that saw that he was compatible and fit to come live in, I must have that same life that make that spirit compatible and fit to come live in me. I can't be a light different than he is light because now that same light is my life. Amen. No separation. John 9. This is where it gets interesting. Jesus said he is the light of the world. John 9 and 4. I'm coming around the corner now. I'm coming around 30. Coach waving me. <laughs> Astro. John 9, verse 4. Look what he said. I must work the works of him that sent me. Why did it think? The night coming when no man can work. Now verse 5 is key. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now the plot just there. He said as long as I am in the world, I am the light 
other. Amen. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Okay, I'm going to sum it up because it's the most scripture I'm going to get. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. He's speaking of himself. But, come on, we got to John 6, 16. John 16. And we're going to keep your finger on that 9, but 6 and 16. 16 and 6. I apologize. 16 and 6. Look what 16 and 6 said. Now they mad with you. But look what Jesus said. 16 and 6. Are you there? Now Remy said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Amen? Amen. But look what he said. But because I have said these things until you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. <laughs> for if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Now this comforter he's talking about is the Holy Spirit. Amen. But he said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But it's a month that I go. So obviously, it was not God's will for one light to be in the world. Because Jesus said, as long as I'm here, I'm only going to be that one light of the world. But it's expedient that I go. Because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit won't come. But the Holy Spirit can't come unless you have the life that is compatible for him to come to. And the only life that is compatible for the Spirit to come through is the same type of life that was light in the world. So this is what Jesus said. I'm the life that is light in the world as long as I'm in the world. And the expedient that I go for all y'all to be that same life that is light. Amen. Amen. Long as I hang around, y'all don't want me to do all the things that God put God on display and shine for God, but that ain't what God had in mind. Amen. God wanted many lights. He knew he had one light. And as long as that light stayed, it will be the light of the world. But that same light turned around and says, expedient that I go. Amen. He said that it is expedient that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because of the prince of this world judge. I get many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it with he, the spirit of truth come is come. He will guide you into all truth, for he should not speak of himself. But whatsoever he should hear, that should be speaking. He will show you things to come. He should glorify me, for he should receive of mine and should show it unto you. And all things that the Father had are mine. Therefore said I that he should take of mine and should show it unto you. A little while and you should not see me. And again in a little while you should see me because I go to the Father. Amen. 
have two scriptures before we close out. John 14. John 14. Now we understand now, God never desired one life. So God said, I have to take away this life and, and, and let it be the sacrifice for that old life you had. So that you may have the same life that was like in the earth. Amen. Amen. John 14, verse 6. Look what it says. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. But look how bold he was. He said, If you have known me, you should have known my Father. Also, and from henceforth, you, you know him and have seen him. Jesus said, if you could lay eyes on me, it's just like looking at my dad. If you know me, you know him. The same light that was in the father was in the son. So if you're looking at the father, it's just like looking at the son. And look what he said. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it suffers us. Suffers us. Jesus said, have I been so long with you? So long time with you? And yet have thou not known me? Philip, he that had seen me had seen the Father. And how said thou then show us the Father? Believe it that, 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 that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. God Very, very, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. You get that? Now, Jesus said, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. But it's expedient that I go to the Father to produce more light. Jesus said, okay, I'm doing a lot of works here as one light. But greater work than this could you do, because I go to the Father. There will be more of you doing this stuff because more of you will possess this life. Amen. There should be more of you shining than me shining like I was. Plus you should shine greater because I go to the Father. Amen. Are you shining yet? Amen. Are you shining yet? See, as sons and children of God, it's a must that our lives display the life that likes all men. As believers, the will of God has to be on display through our life. The same way the world was able to look at Jesus and see God, they should be able to look at our lives and see Jesus. Amen. I repeat it. The same way the world was able to look at Jesus and see God, the same way the world should be able to look at our lives and see Jesus. Amen. We are the express image of this person. Amen. We are the life that is like now. Amen. We have to do our part. Let's get to our closing scripture, John 17. John 17. 17 and 17. Look what Jesus said. Now he's praying and talking about us. He says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word 
is true. If thou hast sent me into the world. Now remember he said, I speak the words of the one that sent me. What I say is the words of the one that sent me. I do the will of the one that sent me. Amen. Amen. So look what Jesus praying for us. He said, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so I have also sent them into the world. So if he was sent in the world not to do what he won't do, we are not in here in the world to do whatever we want to do. He said, and for their sakes I sanctified myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which should believe on me through their word. Verse 21. Look what it says. It says that they all may be one as thy father art in me and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Look at what it's saying. So verse 21 is telling me if I don't display the life that is like, if I don't be the light of the world, then we hinder the world from believing that God sent Jesus. Amen. Amen. It says, I and me, you and me, us and them. Amen. That the world may believe. If we don't come into that, we hinder the world from believing. See, the only Bible some people in the world may read is our life. Amen. The believer is looking to us. I mean, the world is looking to the believer. Correct. Amen. Verse 22, it says, And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. Amen. Verse 23, look what it says. Again, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Wait. So verse 23 is telling me, if we don't display the light, that is light. If we don't be the light of the world, we hinder the world from the knowledge and believing that God sent Jesus and that the same love God has for Jesus, he has for all mankind. But if we don't be the light, the world can't see that. We hinder the world from believing God and from the love of God. When we don't shine. Look at verse 24 says, says, Father, I will do that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Amen. See, we put God's glory and love on display when we display the light that is light. We have to be the light of the world. We may be the only God that some people may see. See, the life we live should point others to God, giving Him glory. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand for that word. Amen. Glory to God.